What's going on, everybody? This is your boy, DC, host of the What The Shit Podcast. I want to thank y'all for listening. If you could, go to the Facebook page, What The Stuff Podcast. Become a member of the crew. Also, you can hit us up on Instagram, What The Shit underscore podcast. Catch us on iHeart and everywhere else. Thank you for listening. Enjoy the show. What's going on, man? I, I am in PCD mode. For those who don't know what that is, it's post-con depression, uh, recovering from BlurCon. So if you watched last night's show, you already know we talked about BlurCon 2022. Theme, uh, theme was homecoming. So, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm in recovery mode. What about you? Uh, before we, get, we, have, <coughs> we have three guests tonight, we're going to be talking about their businesses, how they got started, and what's going on. But before we get to that, I have a piece of business I need to get to. Um, next year, well, let's start with last year. Last year, I had this idea, um, a thing that I looked around the landscape of Ohio content creators and seen that a lot of people don't know each other or seen each other or even know what's going on. So next year, I'm putting together a podcast let's not call it podcast let's just call it a content, content um networking mixer event so what's gonna happen is right now it's twenty dollars a ticket let me explain ten dollars that goes to cover cost and fees and whatever but the other ten dollars of that is going to a place here at Maslin. Um, I'm going to be getting their name and information. They get inner city youth, and what they do is they teach them content creation, podcasting, and all the nine of trying to be 
a content creator. To me, that is a worthwhile thing and they can use funding. Um, the goal is to raise X amount of dollars um, to give to them. Um, I plan on speaking with them. They have a pop-up shop coming up soon, so I'll be there um, recording and um, all that. So I want content creators of all kinds, podcasts, uh, musicians, artists, uh, photographers, cameramen, everybody, small businesses. I want to have vendors come in to sell their stuff. You know, I want it to be five hours. Let's just say five hours now. Um, working on details, but five hours um, to come and network and meet people and get to know other content creators in the area. Akron, Canton, Cleveland, Ohio, period. I mean, if you can make it, let's go. But um, the main focus of this is to network, get to know each other. It is a billion-dollar industry being in this content creation. I mean, there's TikTokers making money. There's everybody, YouTubers. Why can't we all get together and start knowing each other and who's doing what and let's make ideas and make things happen. So next year, July 23rd, what the shit is doing a content creators extravaganza, a networking event. And I want to do it every year. And like I said, half the proceeds are going to a worthwhile cause to get kids into content creating, to help them get the equipment they need or whatever it is that they have going on. We're going to do that. So next year, look for that. What the shit, the intersections of content creating is what it's going to be. Cosplayers. I want, I want people there, man. I want people to get to know each other, other podcasters. Why can't we co-mingle and, and get to know each other and work? and and collab and you know what i'm saying bounce each other's ideas off each other's and, and hold each other accountable to make great content but also entertain and inform and engage so small businesses i want i want to have there too businesses period uh you know i want to make this a thing where every year we network and we we party we have a good time and we i want to have live music i want to have live podcasts there you know, streaming and, and the whole nine. So it's in the works. Um, the idea is there. I'm doing research. I'm going to networking events. I have actually, I'm going to one tomorrow, um, to meet with some people to discuss the ideas and really make this, uh, vision and this dream a reality. Um, I'm excited. Um, I put it off last year. I was like, I'm not going to do it. It's not on me. And it keeps beating my head in. So I got to do it. So look out for that next year. July 23rd is going to be the date. Um, like I said, $20 is the ticket price. $10 is going towards fees and everything like that. But the other $10 is going to the kids. It's a place here in Maslin. Um, I'll be getting more information, and we're going to give them the money so they can teach these kids how to make good content and the proper content. Yeah. But without further ado, we're going to get to our first guest. <coughs> Miss Sabrina Oso. <laughs> Hello, and thank you for joining us again. If you guys aren't uh, familiar, Miss Oso was also on our Queenish episode, dropping some great knowledge. So I want to have her back to discuss um, what it is that she do and how you can kind of follow in those footsteps. So first of all, thank you for joining us. How are you doing? 
Very well. Thank you so much, Darius and Chris. Yeah, that that uh, discussion panel was awesome. It was really great. Uh, thank you for the opportunity, for that opportunity and for this one as well. Oh, thank you. Um, so please tell the people what it is that you do and um, what, what, what Also Safe is all about. Sure. Uh, I'm a speaker and consultant on promoting safety and preventing violence in the workplace, schools, but in particular in your place of residence. Um, and we do this by combining education and technology in schools, workplaces, and, and residences. Uh, and how I started is, well, um, uh, I, I say I'm comfortable enough to say this. I've had years of therapy on and off therapy that I am a survivor of violence. My father beat my mother on a regular basis and my mother would beat me. So um, in a nutshell, I, I said to myself, uh, what did I need growing up? You know, what, what would have helped me growing up? And um, Oso Safe actually started as a one woman show. Uh, that show, cause I'm a dancer and that show, uh, is a, it, it was called, uh, home sweet home. And I play different women being abused. Uh, she goes to her good place. That's where the dancing comes in, but then she's pulled back into the terror of violence. Uh, but the show ends really strong, really empowering. And, um, and I did a lot of research for the show and I couldn't believe how common this is, you know? So I said to myself, what did I need growing up? What, how can I really make a difference in people's lives? Um, I want to say that I'm not a charity. I'm not a nonprofit uh, because I don't think that's the way to go. We need to resolve this, you know, and, and we discussed this at, at the discussion panel, but um, uh, you know, Nobody should live with abuse, period. So uh, I hope I answered the question. <laughs> oh, yes, yes. Um, how does one go about starting um, the process of doing what you do? You know, if somebody um, is a social worker and they say, hey, I see a need where this needs to be taught, but also um, I don't want to say monetize, but kind of get the resources together to um, put together packages or whatever it is, you know, that goes on with that. How does one get started? Well, uh, my business is pretty unique um, because for a while in the beginning, I was, uh, it was kind of assumed, oh, you're a charity, you're a nonprofit and, and I'm not. And I don't get assumed that anymore. Um, and I, I mean, the need is there. So whatever is the need, um, you kind of have to think of it backwards. Think of the solution first, kind of. Uh, and, and we respect all of the nonprofits, the charities, um, but it's, it's just, it's getting worse and worse, I would say. And, uh, uh, and, and I would say a big piece of advice that I had to learn kind of the hard way is make mistakes, 
you're going to make mistakes. In fact, I, I said this on another podcast and the, and the podcast host said, wow, I never thought of it that way. Keep doing it wrong until you get it right. So that way you kind of get rid of, oh, uh, what if I make a mistake? What if I fail? What if I do this wrong and that wrong? Yeah, you're gonna, you're going to mess up. You're go. I don't know if I could curse on your podcast. I mean, the podcast is called What the Shit. So so you're going to, in plain English, you're going to fuck up everywhere. So let yourself fuck up. And that way you could fix, you can adjust, you can improve. But if you don't start making mistakes, how can you, uh, how can you make it right? You know, so, so that way you, you get rid of the judgments and the, um, and not getting started. There's going to be plenty of mistakes, plenty of fuck ups, plenty of, um, uh, falling down let that be okay. You know, so do it wrong until you get it right. And I think that's with any business, mine for sure, any business, whether you want to go into electronics, um, dancing, uh, music, um, uh, computers, uh, gaming, there's going to be a lot of fuck ups. (laughs) So let yourself let yourself fail and let that be okay. Comments. Um, yeah. Um, my wife actually says that's great advice. <laughs> um, um, if you don't make mistakes, you don't grow, which is true. It, it is true. It's, uh, say, it is sage advice. Uh, there's times that me and DC have cost constantly, before we started our prospective podcasts, we would try to perfect it, you know, and then it just got to the point of like, if we just don't put it out, we will never put it out. Right. You know, so you just have to just just do it. And that's the kind of thing we just and it doesn't it doesn't have to just be a podcast. It could be anything that you're working on. Just put it out, put it out. At least, you know, it's out there. That way you can get the feedback. You can see where you can go and change some things You can that instead of sitting back and just looking at it, looking at it, looking at it, then it'll never get done. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> and, you know, uh, I'm a dancer, so you could study all the dance in the world, you know, you could study it and know the mechanics of it. You could look at the diagrams, how a plie works, but until you get your ass in a dance studio and do it and fall and, you know, the plie is not going to be perfect. The pirouette is not going to be on balance. The, um, you're never going to get it where, uh, uh, and it's not about perfection. It's about uh, practice makes permanent. Somebody said that to me and I said, wow, that's, that's, uh, I like that better than practice makes perfect. Um, it, it makes more permanent. It's a practice. It's a, it's, it's, we're all a work in progress, right? All of us. Yeah. Uh, we are, and whatever we do, it's a work in progress. So, so just do it. Just, just fucking do it. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I want to ask you something. Um, because a lot of times business people, you, you see the, the success. Um, was there struggle and, and strife in getting started with what you were doing? Um, was there a point where you was like, 
I'm not sure. All the time, Darius. All the time. <coughs> uh, and you know what? That I, I'm finding. I don't think that's ever going to go away. Um, I think, you know, everything is in phases, and and if if things are not shaken up, then maybe you're doing something wrong. It's the shakeups that, uh, you know, you, you think that you're supposed to go from A to B. Your destination is B, but it's not going to be what you think. So, and there's going to be doubts all the time, Darius. Oh my gosh. I, and Chris, I like, you know, uh, like I do get the thought, like, what am I doing this for? Uh, this is a very heavy subject. It's very taboo. It's, um, it, who wants to talk about abuse? Who wants to talk about violence? And, but I have to say, if you put a positive spin on whatever it is that you're doing, people will listen. People will pay attention. People will um, at least give you a shot, you know. So even if it's something heavy like what we do at Oh So Safe, uh, I vote, I, 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 we focus on the positivity, on the empowerment, on the encouragement, Um and we say, look, this we're very hopeful that we're going to kick abuse in its on its ass and and really and really make safety a required standard condition of residency. And 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 people will jump on board instead of, oh, I don't want to talk about it. No. Uh um, I want to help. I want to give me something to do. I, I, I want to work for you. I want to be involved. Uh, so if you put a positive spin on whatever it is that you're doing, people, it'll catch on and people will want to participate. So I hope I answer the question. Oh, yes. yes. Oh, definitely. Um, I always find myself wondering and asking myself, um, how do you overcome those, those objections, that doubt, um, especially in what you do, because you're doing TED talks, you're doing, you know, the safety, the, um, the making people try to feel comfortable and speak up for themselves. How do you overcome those? That, that stalemate that can tend to happen sometimes. Practice. Uh, <clears throat> and, and I always have it in the back of my mind or actually in the front of my mind. It's normal to, to have doubts. That's part of the business. It's part of success. It's part of um, everything. Uh, I, I like the show Shark Tank. Uh, I used to watch it a lot, uh, um, not too long ago, but lately I haven't watched it recently. But if you pay attention to all of those sharks and they, they talk about their failure quite a bit, you know, like it was never a straight line and it was never, oh, we're doing great all the time. No, um, 
Mark Cuban, Damon John, uh, Barbara Kukorin, um, uh they all failed and they all had doubts and they all had um, the, what am I doing this for? I should quit, you know? So I would say to your audience, if you're having those thoughts, then you're on the right track. You're on the right track and you got to believe in what you're doing. Like, I can't tell you how many times I, I've said to myself, what am I doing this for? Who is paying attention? Who is listening? But then I get feedback, especially from kids. And I'm like, wow, I'm doing it right where I thought I was doing it wrong. In fact, I'm doing it right because the people that suffer the most are the kids, the children in these circumstances. And if I can get a hold of them um, of all ages, then I know I, I need to keep going. Um, if they're feeling better and feeling hopeful, like, oh my gosh, you know, dad is beating up mom or mom is beating up dad or I'm getting beat up. But Sabrina... Uh, I pay attention to your videos uh, at my school. You're known at my school. I'm like, shit, I'm doing things right then. You know, that's confirmation, you know. So uh, I would say practice, let doubt, let failure be a normal part of your success. And, um, and if you don't believe in what you're doing, then maybe you got to reassess. But if you believe in what you're doing, that's what's going to get you to get up the next morning, no matter what. I hope I answered the question. Yes. You did. did. Trust um, me, you did. <laughs> good. I'm glad. Sabrina, I thank you for coming by. Um, please tell the people where they can find you and uh, be a part of your world, um, if you would. Sure. Um, my uh, website is ososafe.com. Uh, my direct email is sabrina at ososafe.com. I'm on all the major social media platforms, uh, LinkedIn, Facebook, Instagram. I just started TikTok. Um, and uh, I just started, so uh, I'm adjusting, you know. Um, and uh, uh, yeah, my TEDx talk is out there, but uh, yeah, on the website, we have all sorts of information. And if anybody wants to book us, that, that's on there. I want to thank you so much uh, for giving us the platform to speak uh, on oh, your anytime. podcast. I really appreciate it. And the, and the positive feedback is always great. You know. Thank you. Um, thank you. Well, first of all, <laughs> we appreciate you. Thank you. Thank you. It's always in the back that they keep clapping. Um, we appreciate you and thank you for coming by and sharing with us. Um, definitely always a good time. Um, again, you're always welcome here. Uh, we appreciate your time and value it. And we will see you again. Yes. Thank you for coming. Thank you. All right, Sabrina. Uh, that was beautiful. Dope. Um, like the message. Like the, the like the platform. Love the platform. Um, but the party don't stop. We have another guest. There's parties? Yeah. It's, uh, <sighs> we need to start taking tickets at the door. Uh, it's a free party. It's a it's oh. a it's a great free party. Oh well, I guess we need it. Coming up. Inflation, you know. <laughs> Mr. Richard Blake. 
How you doing? How are you doing? <laughs> Gentlemen, how are you this evening? Greetings oh, from right. sunny Costa Rica. Oh, man. Woo! Yeah. Ah. <laughs> Already. Oh, That's why he's got the big smile going. He's yeah, like, ah, I'm in Costa Rica. Rica. <laughs> Chris, I'm a Philly boy. I'm a one in a million child living in oh, Central America. Of course yeah. I'm smiling every day. <laughs> um, please introduce yourself and tell the people what it is that you do and um, what you have going on. Gentlemen, thank you so much for having me tonight. I am the CEO of Costa Rica's call center. We're a bilingual dedicated call center in Central America that handles inbound support, outbound lean generation, appointment setting, and sales. Currently in my 14th year, I have a 300-seat call center that I'm currently in right now. And once again, gentlemen, I'm living a long shot dream that actually hit. Man, uh, when you said Costa Rica, I was like, well, that's, that's all I need to know. That's, I mean, that's I, cheery right there. We're um, doing our second podcast down here, guys, when you grab a plane ticket and come down and visit me. Man, I would. Don't threaten me my, with a good time. The way, the way my um, adventure is set up, I probably would never leave. Um, <laughs> Listen, Darius, if you can get past your parents' guilt, you can live anywhere in the world. So once you get past that first step, the world's your yeah, oyster. Yeah, true. This is true. Yeah, um, yeah. What are some of the benefits of being in Costa Rica versus the United States as far as business-wise? I'm pretty sure there's a, 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 a profound advantage to that. Of course. Of course, that's an excellent and logical question. The first thing is, since my company is inscribed in the United States and I work with my clients there, I do have something called a bona fide residency. Since I live outside of the United States for 300 days a year, I'm tax exempt for my first $110,000. So that's a great starting. Yeah, that's, that's a one. head start. That's a yeah. hell of a head yeah, start. Yeah, definitely. Huh? Exactly. <laughs> so besides my own uh, financial comfort level there, the advantages of working in Central America and Costa Rica now... We're north of Panama, we're south of Nicaragua, we're the only democratic society in Central America. There's no standing army, so we put our money back into education. There's a 95% literacy rate. Companies such as Amazon, HP, Intel, and Oracle are here. We're considered the most neutral accent in all of Latin America, and we're huge for ecotourism. So if you like waterfalls and uh, beaches, butterflies, iguanas, monkeys, and any sort of zip lining and fun and Costa Rica is the place to be, but we have an amazing labor force here with bilingual skill sets and it's a very professional environment. So you can get uh, virtual agents that will be working on site, but virtual for your company for a fraction of the cost. And it's enabling companies small to large to be able to scale and to compare apples and see why not only Costa Rica, but my specific call center with my own gamification pinball machine company culture can get you some of the best agents in the world. Man. You I feel like he just sold. I, just, I feel like he just sold. Yeah, sold I was going to say, he had me with the beaches in Put the your checkbook away, Chris. There's no 1995 <laughs> at the end of this podcast. Don't worry. <laughs> you had me with the beaches. Butterflies, uh, I'm not that kind of guy. But the monkey scared me. I'm not a monkey man, uh, myself. Um, how does one go about um, getting into that line of work if you know somebody wanted to um start a support center or start just a company kind of like what you do what are some of those steps that they can take to get in that line that's a that's a great question i think first off they should be extremely selective of the campaigns that come in it's not just fulfilling the needs of the 
client, it's really for the agent because if nobody chooses to make those calls, you don't have a campaign, that's number one. Number two, there should be things there that should not compromise ethics, values, or morals. You're maybe thinking of the Wolf of Wall Street and Boiler Room and what you see in the movies. Well, not everybody sells stock. There's a lot of people that make a very good living taking and receiving phone calls. I think people should start slowly. What I did 14 years ago is I was renting a turnkey station from an open floor plan. After a couple of years, I rented out a 150 seat place where I built it out. And then just four years ago, I built out a 300 seat center. So instead of taking loans out and overextending yourself, I think you should be doing things in a very conservative way because of what happened with COVID and other sort of business setbacks. You need to save enough acorns to survive a winter. And so what my grandmother told me is if you can't pay for it in cash, gentlemen, you just don't do it. So also, finally, if you're planning on starting just not this business, but any sort of business, being a CEO of a company, you have leverage. So you should definitely show empathy and give the people that work with you dignity and do the best thing that you can to control job stability, because I'm a guest in this country. And once again, I've been embraced and I've seen such positive reinforcement. It enabled me to double and triple down on my momentum. And so, gentlemen, as much as I'd love to give you a cracked code and a shortcut, really, this is the grind. And just like you gentlemen, when you're off the air, how hard you work and prepare for your show and your businesses, so do I. So I may make it look easy, but once you get into it and you understand the business, then it becomes flawless. You, 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 there's a lot to unpack in that. Oh, so... <laughs> Well, you only gave me 15 minutes, guys. So I'm just saying. Well, I mean, it, I, there's, and that's why I like it because you can pack so much in the 15 minutes. Um, too too often we we done like half hours and people were saying stuff, but they weren't really saying nothing. Um, but there's a lot that you just said that makes sense, and and it was the last part that made sense to me the most. Um, Tell me, Darius, is giving that empathy, um, relating to your employees. Especially as a CEO, I, I I've never been one. I'm sure that's a um, a um, hard crown to carry, um, so to Not say. Not really. It's just oh, a well. paper. It's oh, just well. a title. I'm see, just so a man. See, that that's why you're mm -hmm. the expert and you're here, and I'm not, and that's why we're in the other side of the chairs. Um, gotcha. So we can learn. But I want to touch on something else. Working through COVID, how was that for business? Um, I think a call center would be a little different. Um, but again, that's why we have you on so we can ask these questions. How did COVID affect business for you? That's why you guys have such a great podcast. Excellent question. There, there, was a, there was a plus and a minus. What was my plus? The fact that I was able in my industry to be versatile enough and flexible to have agents work from home. It's very easy for me to put a computer together, connect them through a VPN, and to be able to monitor the work that they do at home fine but this is an environment that's very social we're a speaking environment so unlike other industries where you just put your head down and type no people are talking they're engaging they can feel the energy there's a ton of energy here and so i think that we were missing out on a lot of the live performances that we do and the sort of coaching that we do we still have quality control and we still manage our agents but there's a huge difference between a painting and a print when people are here they feed off of energy. I can walk the road, stop and give a high five, go downstairs, play some pinball, break some bread together, bond together. So gentlemen, that was taken away from me. And so when people are virtual, sure, they're saving time and money and they're spending more time at home. 
but they're isolated and I can see it. Has their work performance dropped? No, sometimes it's gotten better, but the camaraderie, your best friend, the fact that someone is there for you, like you have with Chris and Chris has with you, Darius, where there's such a strong bond there, you pick each other up and you motivate each other. And so, gentlemen, I'm kind of missing that a little bit. Maybe it's selfish of me and I'm trying to change it back to a hybrid model where people come in for a little bit just to recharge some batteries. But no, my friends, the, the things have definitely changed. A lot of the agents are using that leverage now and asking only to work from home. But thankfully, my business that we are capable of still working with the agents in that sort of way. So did I take some setbacks? Sure. I got knocked down. I didn't get knocked out. But we definitely had to make those sort of adjustments. And I think that's something that a lot of businesses and just in society itself had to suffer through is that bonding. It's something that a lot of people didn't realize we needed was that, you know, having that physical interaction with a person at your job or uh, at the bar, at the arcade or at the, you know, wherever the case may be. And I think that's something that is really much needed. Uh, we obviously know that this virus isn't going anywhere. It just mutates. Um, is much like a cold or a flu they're both viruses they're always here but it does mean that you have to find a workaround or another way to continue the business and as as uh, status quo so yeah I, I agree and the labor laws were really strict actually oh, yeah. for us they allowed us 50 percent <laughs> occupancy we chose to do it 20 percent just to give us a buffer and the people we keep on site are ones that do PCI compliance, which means they work with credit cards, onboarding new agents so they learn the system, or someone not saying their home life is bad, but if there's an electricity issue or an internet redundancy issue, they could be at my central located call center and be on a turnkey station within a half an hour. But as I said before, it's really about when you're training somebody and you're with somebody, it's a great chance to reduce some sort of fear and to reinforce their confidence and self-reliance. And, and it's much more effective when you do it in person than you would virtually. That, I can't, can't argue with that logic. <laughs> Just how it goes. I'm not gonna try to either, but um, I lost my train of thought, that was so good. Um, <laughs> Hey, you are good. Uh, <laughs> I'm actually the best, my friend. That's why I'm here tonight. I, I know. Okay, so how does someone, if my phone blows up, um, people are talking about, like, hey, you, great. Um, <laughs> um, how does one go about, I don't even know how to put that. Um, how does one go about getting around the objections of starting a call center type support business. Um, I'm pretty sure there are some, um, a lot of no's sometimes, or a lot of um, hoops that you might've had to jump to in the beginning um, mm -hmm. and, and to persevere through. How does someone get through that? Well, you, you hire specialists and individuals, you need to delegate. In order to expand, you need branches and roots. But my, my thing was done a little bit differently, gentlemen. I, you know, when I was in Northeast Philadelphia graduating Abington High School, my favorite class was Spanish. So unlike my friends that were taking finance, law, and medicine and going to Ivy League, I, 
I chose the University of Arizona. So I was just doubling down on languages. I interned for Telemundo, worked for the importers of Corona. So obviously I had the language capacity and the skill set. And so when my friend who gave me a one in a million opportunity at 27 years old, 22 years ago, to come to Costa Rica for two, two months, just to teach English at his call center. Of course I was gonna go. And I was mentioning getting past your parents' guilt, you can live anywhere in the world. So I took this chance. And when I was there, I, gentlemen, I didn't start off at sea level. I wasn't looking at contracts or finances. I was with the proletariat. So not only did I train about 5,000 agents over the course of four years, I sat with them. I heard the gripes, the good and the bad. And what I did was it was almost like my graduate school. I learned this business from the inside and out. And sitting with the agents, you could really hear what was effective for them and what you could do to make it more uh, efficient and, and much more pleasable experience because this industry has a bad rap. People burn out, they see it as transitional, they look down upon it in the movies, just you know, glorified and glamorized it. And yeah. so <laughs> to me being a, a gladiator that not only survived this industry, but thrived and built one of my own, it's a testament. But I was really doing it, gentlemen, more for the art of speech, because once again, the IT department hires specialists. You need an accountant. You need a lawyer. Let them handle it. What am I doing here? What I was trying to do by starting this is because most things today are omni-channel non-voice, which means that they're doing things in chat or email, which is fine. But I believe there's an art of speech. And so these individuals, when they're on the phone, they can convert calls. They can get positive escalations where people talk about them in a positive way with a supervisor or do it in writing. And the fact that they're getting a return on investment on their second language, I thought was phenomenal. So I took this sort of delicate position in these young men and women in their early 20s. And I tried to show them that not only a CEO will know their name, but will invest in them and hopefully find ways to delegate to promote them. And so to ask me this question about a call center, once again, Darius, this is for any vertical, anything that you want to do, as long as you have a foundation of incredible people that you can confide in and, and work with. There's no reason why a company just can't fail and grow. But in our industry, as I mentioned, there is a burnout. It seems monotonous. People can get complacent where they just go through the motions and just read their script. And, and that's why you get your calls at dinner and you get bothered by people from time to time. If people do a little more active listening and they're more engaged, then what happens is that they have these long-term relationships with these clients. And if you don't think that call centers and being a telemarketing is lucrative, you can make a fortune doing this. And so sometimes it's not the easy way or a shortcut. If you take it the tough way and you hit the gym every day and you have a good sleep cycle and you have a good diet and you treat your family well, and especially treat yourself well, then people will gravitate towards you and realize that you're stable enough so they can invest their time in you and your company and then put wind in your sails. So, Darius, I hope that answered that question in, in more of a roundabout way. It opened, it, it, it answered the question. It gave you more answers. It gave you other chapters to go read through. So <laughs> you guys are getting the best out of me. The best thing to do on your podcast is you're saying is just being real. And so as That's sincere as I can be and just telling you my secret sauce, if it could assist your, your audience, that's my pleasure. That is, and that's why you're here. Um, <laughs> and your audience doesn't know. 
that not everybody gets on your show because I watched it, I wrote to you, and you're like, wait a second. So I had to be vetted a little bit before <laughs> so, coming on the show. Uh, okay, and so I respect that. You guys take it um, seriously. I, I received like a like a ping, and I'm like, what's going on? And he had scheduled himself, and I'm like, okay, um, that that's new to me. I never had nobody just like, hey, I'm getting on your show. I, I liked it, and I appreciate it because that, that shows me um, we're doing something right. The people just like, you know what? I ain't even going to talk to them. I'm just going to book myself because I want to be here. Um, so I appreciate that. And I appreciate um, your honesty and your candor. Um, how can people get a hold of you or, um, you know, get in touch with you or, you know, if they want to do business, um, how can they do that? Or they can buy a first class plane ticket and come and visit me. You know, I've already mentioned that. That's the most important thing. You offering uh, first uh, class tickets. Right. Half of America and down Costa Rica soon. Yeah. <laughs> There's going to be nobody left here but us and the mice. You gentlemen can give me a call, 888 271 6750. Shoot me an email at cocostaricascallcenter.com. And I also have a very large Facebook fan page, about 98,000 local Costa Rican ticos. And they can't wait to meet you. So there's just many ways in which you can find me and we can share ideas. Thank you. Um, let me give you this. I like Richard's energy. <laughs> oh, I love it. They're giving me rocking music. <laughs> um, again, appreciate you uh, for coming on. Um, definitely want to have you back. Um, enjoyed the knowledge. Um, so, so jam-packed in there. Um, and you good. You, I see why you are the CEO and I'm not. Um, <laughs> you know your stuff. Um, you are but you will be one day when the ah. time is right. Now, gentlemen, it took me into my mid-30s to do this. Uh, let, let's be forthright here. I needed impulse control. I needed to be a much more mature. And also, <laughs> I needed some finances. So don't think I was some whiz kid back in my teens and 20s. Oh, no, no, no. I was a very much late bloomer that was still on a vision quest. I was almost looking to find myself before Real I Real quick, it, it, it's... It's kind of, I wouldn't say funny you say that. Um, can you speak on that, on the, the, the longevity, the long haul of it? Because some people think that you seem to get this overnight success and that you're going to just make it because oh, no. you want it. And uh, a lot of people don't realize, I tell them, like, I don't sleep when I do podcasting. Like, you can ask my <laughs> wife, she's been in the comments. After I get off a show, I'm still amped up. There's still that oh, yeah. energy. There's still... I feel like I need, there's more I need to do so I don't sleep. Um, you said it took you a while to get where you're at. How did you like keep going? Like, what was that? Like, is there, cause some people have different motivations. Mm -hmm. um, some people have different uh, tactics, they, tactics they use to, um, yeah, there, there she goes at all. I don't sleep at all. Um, <laughs> that sounds more uh, like she's screaming at you. That's what it's like. I'm always getting yelled at, but that's, we're not going to talk about that right now. Um, how did you manage to maintain sanity in a world that tells you that you have to succeed right now? We've all been given predisposition opinions, and we have individuals that try to influence our career choices. Uh, that's living someone else's life. That's not living your own life. And looking back at the commitment that I made to myself at 18 years old, I stuck with that commitment. Most people quit 80% in, and there's a ton of naysayers and gray believers out there that love you and care about you, just afraid for you. 
because they've never done it before. And for me to try to compare notes to my family about moving abroad and starting a business, they once again thought that it was unrealistic and something they couldn't compare with. But gentlemen, I have a very good argument with that. At the turn of the last century, my great grandparents came over from Europe. They learned English. They were entrepreneurs. They started their business. So my argument was, I'm just making the circle complete. I'm just not going back to Europe. I'm going to another country. And if great grandpa did it, then I should be able to do it. And if you force a fit with me, I wouldn't be happy. You wouldn't have the same Richard on your podcast today. I'd be <laughs> miserable. I'd feel like there was a prison without walls. And the fact that I had done something like this, it might seem selfish or egocentric. But how could it be egocentric, gentlemen, if I'm feeding over 100 families a month and giving them their job security? The fact that I fell in love and married someone in Costa Rica and built a business with her, learned a second language, followed my dreams. Just because I'm a dreamer and I'm a renaissance man, it doesn't mean that I'm different. It's just I'm once again being exceptionally true to myself. And so I can look at myself in the mirror at the end of the day and raise my head up high, give myself five and say, good job, Richie. You did it again. And so just like the old boxers at the Blue Horizon in Philadelphia, hey, gentlemen, I'm going the distance. You might beat me up left and right, but I'm not dropping and I'm definitely going 15. And that's just Man. the way that I was raised. I like that. That's just the way that I'm going to be. I will run through a wall for you right now. <laughs> <laughs> right now. <laughs> yeah, that's my wrong this podcast. Well, that's the real yeah. deal, man. And they that's see right through. That's a lot of inspiration, though. That gives that's a lot. That's a lot. Like if y'all not, I'm the same as I was at 18, just with less hair. <laughs> yeah, I don't. I wear a hood, so people don't know. Uh, <laughs> I, they know now, but. <laughs> I, I hope it rang true because I think oh. the three of us are on the same page. I think we love ourselves and we're true to ourselves, and yes, and we only get one shot at this. And so exactly. there's nothing wrong with having that adventure, with leaving that castle and slaying that dragon and saving that princess. We all still can do this. And Darius, when you become that CEO, you better call me so we oh, can celebrate be, over be, that first day. You, you'll be third on the list because if I don't call my wife or my mom, I'ma die. All right, make I'm me number three. I'll make Chris three and I'm number four. <laughs> you got it. You got it, sir. You will be number four. Um, again, I thank you for coming on and sharing um, inspiration um and knowledge that you have That's brought it out of me what do you want from me you guys run a great podcast this is what you Thank do you. um i i definitely appreciate that that means a lot um yeah dress for you too right Threw on the armada yeah i was I, I, I fell on a dress now i'm like man he came with a suit i you know this is how i'm rolling with this thing yeah, well, they say dress for the job you want, not the job you have. I'm fully underdressed for the job. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I, I do appreciate you coming by. Um, again, thank you for sharing. Uh, one more time, if you would please tell people where they can find you. Um, do not forget to mention the LinkedIn page. Um, it is full of jewels on there, too. Um, but I, I thank you for coming. Gentlemen, I had the best time tonight. Thank you very much for your time and your audience's time. Thank you. Thank, Thank you. you for the inspiration. Philly in the house. Oh, yeah. I live Costa Rica. Um, <laughs> oh, yeah, <right. laughs> um, again, thank you for coming. Um, definitely won't be the last time. Definitely will be in touch with you because um, I have some things I want to <coughs> learn. And I'm always looking from people who are doing things that I want to do or at least 
Tim, I do. Um, but that 80%, you're right. A lot of people get to 80% of uh, their dream and then just cold stop. And you made me think about some of my, my 80%ers that I was like, eh, I'm going to put that on a back burner and we never come back to it. But um, you, sir, an officer and a gentleman don't ever change. I don't care what nobody says. You are one, Richard Blanky, you are one of one. Absolutely. You. You're Excellent, CEO. gentlemen. Uh, <laughs> thank you for coming. Uh, All right, man. Very appreciated. Man. That was dope. Oh. <laughs> that was dope. Okay, um, so, if we have learned nothing today, um, don't give up. Don't stop. I don't let nobody tell you what to do. Forrest Whitaker thing going on in my eye. I don't know what that is. Um... <laughs> So again, people, I, I don't had know. a joke about like, doing it. <laughs> like real, real lazy on me. That's um, that's that's more bad snake moan. That's... Oh, that was uh, yeah, that was definitely, <laughs> definitely was. But yeah, that was uh, inspirational, if anything. Yeah, it was. It was a lot of knowledge in there. Um, if you didn't catch it the first time, <coughs> listen to this again. Slow it down. Open your ears and your mind and pay attention to what they're telling you. Um, you're going to fail sometimes. You're going to feel defeated. But once you get knocked down, you got to get back up. Um, it that seems to be the theme to tonight, stop. too. That seems to be the theme tonight is recognizing failure and going past that point. Just it, learning it, not to not to stop because you failed at a certain step, or you fail at a certain step. Yeah, because the it's key easy is for to, us get, to give up. Yeah, the key is to get back up, or as as my hero academia, as All Might would always say, you got to go beyond plus ultra. So, yeah, I dig that. I think we're gonna. I think I I, I can't beat that. Um can't beat what was said tonight. I can't uh, beat the knowledge. Those two really brought out some things that made me think about um, what it is that we do as not only, you know, business owners because when you own a podcast or, or your content, you're a business owner. You own that and you make money off that. That's business. Uh, we need to be mindful of one, who we do business with. Mm-hmm. to how we do business because you do business with the wrong person you get associated with some people um, it's not a good look it can be, so yeah, you always got to be, be mindful of how you do business because um, nobody wants to be doing business with slime it's horrible but with that being said man I, I do appreciate them for coming through um, I don't know what happened to our third guest you know sometimes the, the, the thing about being live is things come up um, so we'll reschedule like we always do um try to get him back on but uh again from the announcement from earlier um next year july 23rd i'm putting together a content creator mixer um i want all content creators we want to have cosplayers podcasts whatever you do uh whatever you whatever kind of content you create tiktok youtube gaming all that um let's party and when I say party, I don't mean like drinking and get crazy. I mean, let's all get together. Definitely not my lord. Time. Oh, God, my lord. Um, 
Um, and you're right. You can't help but say it. Shoulders go up. Um, and have a good time at network. Get to know each other. Get to know who else is making content in your area because there's a lot of people who are doing it. You might not know. Um, collaboration and network has gotten me a long way in this, in this podcasting game in two years. So I want to give back. I want to bring people together. Let's bridge these gaps. These uh, form these bonds that they said we shouldn't, because all content is, is good content when you're making it the right way. Right. So and sometimes sometimes quality is best over quantity is as well. It all depends. That doesn't yeah. mean to, that doesn't mean to say like with our first guest to to sit on your content and try to perfect it. Yeah, no, that, that. yeah, yeah. You your, quality come, your quality comes your quality your quality comes over now. time. Your quality comes over time. So it's um, all about it's all about consistency. The venue is a uh, TBD. Is that right? TBD to be decided. To be okay, discussed. Yeah, TBD. Uh, but it will be twenty dollars. To be announced. To be a. To be to be a. Either way, I don't know. Semantics. They only words. They don't control us. We control them. Uh, twenty dollars. <laughs> so ten dollars is going towards fees and costs and everything like that. But the other ten dollars here in Maslin, and I got to get the name from my wife. There's a place where any city youth go to learn how to be content creators, learn how to make podcasts, learn how to run a podcast, all kind of media. And I want to give back. So I'm taking $10 off of every ticket and we're going to put that money together and take it to this, um, to this place. And so they can get equipment or they can do more for these kids. So they're not running the streets or doing crazy stuff, but they're learning how to make content. So the future of content creating is in better hands. Um, it's what is needed because the future of content creating is a billion dollar industry. Um, I don't know if y'all know that, but billions of dollars being put in the podcast and yeah. the content creating. So why not give back to the kids who are trying to learn how to make content, who are looking up to the people who make content. So like I said, July 23rd of next year, the content creators mixer ball extravaganza, whatever we going to call it. Um, it's happening. Um, I'm scouting. Um, Keontae Tynet is the person who runs it. I'm actually going to be in contact with them real soon to talk and sit down and go over some um, logistics. But I want to give back to these kids. I want to give back to, and next year it might be a different organized. Why can't organ organ organization? Organization. Yeah, that word. I don't. I don't <laughs> like that word. I can never say it. It's always that N and I G thing that just fucks me up. But anywho. Uh, Part of the proceeds from each one will go to um, a black organization that is doing stuff for kids in either content creating or some arts um, area, um, whether it's dance, a dance troupe or, or painting or, you know, whatever it may be that we decide going forward. But this, not this year, next year is going to be, um, the kids who are trying to make content, man, the future podcasters of America, the future um, TikTokers, uh, you know, your YouTubers. So, like I said, $20, it's not a lot. You guys pay more than that to go out and, and not have fun at the club. So why not spend that money, come out, network, have a good time. I want to get live entertainment. I want to have vendors there selling their merchandise, small businesses involved. I want to make this a thing where we're bridging those gaps to where content creators and businesses meet. And we can talk sponsorships and we can talk to guys who do voiceover so you can learn how maybe you want to become a voiceover. There's 
a, a director that wants to come in. You know, I want to try to tap into all that so we can have a place to Ohio can have because we look around. There's all other places that have these kind of things. I looked around. There's none in Ohio. None. If there is, I don't know. I mean, it might be small, but I want to make it. I want to make it happen. Uh, small cons, week. but not small conventions as uh, of the venue that you're talking of. I I cringed the word convention for this or con because I don't want it to be. And and no offense to con, cons or conventions, gimmicky. Um, it's a five hour night, um, streamlined with, like I said, I want to have live musicians come in and, and, and do their music, uh, live podcasts being recorded right there. Um, vendors selling their merchandise, small businesses tapping in so we can talk to other businesses. Hey, you might need some ad work done. We might have people in that room who can do that. It's all about networking and collaborating. And that's what this is going to be all about on a positive note is making sure that, you know, I have people who I didn't know did podcasts until I started doing podcasts. And that's crazy to me. Um, that is wild. And they, I have a cousin who has a podcast with her husband. Didn't know until I started doing podcasts. That just goes to show that we're not all on the same page. And I, and that whole, we shouldn't, because when I started this, I was told podcasters shouldn't podcast with other podcasters. Never made we broke that mode. We broke that mode a long time ago. That shit never made any <laughs> sense to me. Um, why would I not work with somebody who's doing dope work, who is trying to go, you know, where I want to go, or where we're we're trying to go where they want to go? Why can't we work together? Like there's there's that weird unlit wall that I want to break because it's about time that we work together. Like I said, there's a billion dollars out there. I ain't asking for a billion. I'm you know I want my cut so we can eat good and feel good. But why can't we all work together on one common goal? So next year, July 23rd, is happening. I'm putting it in the atmosphere so people know I'm not playing. And also, so nobody try to take my shit because it's my idea. Nigga, it's mine. It's mine alone. Don't nobody say nothing. Uh, <laughs> I, <laughs> no, but I just got, I got, t- I got Dave Chappelle, man, when you did that. You, yeah, I hope yeah, everything man. bad happens to you and you alone. <clears throat> I, I don't hope. Nothing bad, but not like that. <laughs> Nothing like that. <laughs> um, shout out to Leah Brown. Um, I'm going to a networking mixer event tomorrow to be in a room full of business people. I'm nervous as hell because I know I'm gonna say something stupid at one point to somebody, but it's an experience for me to one get in a room full of people who are doing things that I want to do, but also network so I can try to learn and be better so we can all be better. Because what I learned, I want to teach somebody else. So they can take that information and we keep keep that keep recycling that information so it's not lost. Um because too many times we have podcasters who have knowledge of what they're doing or how to do it, but they don't want to share it. They don't want to give up the uh golden ticket. They don't want to give up that knowledge because they're either one afraid that somebody's gonna take it and surpass them, or two, they wanna be able to say, I got the sauce and that's it. Um, I don't care about none of that. I'm just having fun. I'm playing with house money. We've been doing this two years and we wasn't supposed to be doing it for one. So fuck it. Um, but it's, it, for me, it's like I said, it's all about the networking and collaboration. It's all about uh, meeting different people and just being able to have a good time, make dope content. Um, also, I need to shout out. Oh, crap. I forgot already. Damn, they're going to kill me. 
Um, there's there's small businesses I'm going to be shouting out from the Weathership page. Like like Jones um, Barbecue Foot Massage. Right on. Um, let, me, let me pull it up because I got it right here. I apologize, y'all. My Lord, paint the... <laughs> Oh, oh my God! <clears throat> um, I can't find it. So, anywho, with that being said, I'm gonna get out of here. We're gonna get out of here tonight a little early. Um, but keep that in mind. Keep in mind that people might want to hear your story. You know, be involved in what you're doing. It's all right to share. It's not bragging. It's not uh, being big headed. It's letting people know that you're doing something and if they want to join you it's cool um chris where can people find you well that's what you can find me on ig at at blurred's eye view all one word uh you have the link tree in the bio uh you can listen to us anywhere you listen to your podcast you can find it follow us and hit the notification bell on youtube you can follow us on twitch twitter and the facebook page um tune in tomorrow night me and tracy carr are talking to the blurred girl she's going to be talking to us about her new book protectors of wakanda you can order that now on amazon and uh we're going to be talking about not only on her book but stranger things and we're recapping miss marvel and everything in between so you want to tune in for that tomorrow 8 30 p.m eastern all on the socials all at the same time tune in have a blast get you some pop starts to get your day going right who never knows but tune in for that for tomorrow night that's it for me <clears throat> uh, let's see i'm going to put this on the screen because i'm too lazy to read it uh you see it at the bottom of your screen read the shit uh, i'm not gonna do it um again i want to thank our guests sabrina and richard for um sharing what they do how they do it and how they got started um next week is music we got some music guests coming through. Uh, our boys from Low Society, Philly's own Low Society, is going to be in the building um, talking about their new music and what they got going on. But the time I want to tell y'all about is in two weeks. Two weeks from today is a two-year birthday blowout for this show. Um, been on the air for two years now. Can't believe it. I feel so old. <sighs> Seems like yesterday they was telling us, no, don't do this shit now. We doing this shit, so we having fun, man. But again, it's not about me. It's about y'all, the people who support, the people who uh, put up with what we do. Uh, especially my wife, I got to thank her. <coughs> uh, for letting me be crazy. <laughs> it sounded like she just did something to make you good. Okay, no, she didn't say anything good. No, no, she's not here. She's uh. Oh my god! But I'm trying to answer emails and everything like that. Um, it feels. That's good what I've been doing be, the whole time. <laughs> yeah, it, it feels good to be around for two years. Um, often I thought about when I reached the eighty percent of this thing, quitting. Oh uh, yeah, see, she's not here. Um. <laughs> Eighty percent. I thought about quitting. Yes, madam. Um, there's a few times I thought about shutting down the show and just being like, "Ah, eh, I don't want to do it no more." Uh, the problem was I got caught up in everything but what I was doing and who I was doing it for, and I forgot. Um, I kind of listened to some of the outside noise and the people who were talking 
numbers, 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 and listeners and viewership and all that bullshit. Um, and I forget that I say every night, I don't care whether it's one person watching or a million, we're going to give y'all the same show, which we have done. But then there's those times where I'm not, we're not doing a show and I'm going through everyday life and thinking about, ah, I got to do this. I need to do that. And it get, becomes a lot um, when you're trying to live life and also um, provide, <clears throat> I guess, entertainment, a distraction, something, whatever it is we do here that you guys enjoy that makes you guys watch. <laughs> That's what it is. Oh, my God. Um, but it becomes easy to become distracted when you think that you're not winning. But then sometimes I'm reminded by people who just um, schedule themselves like, fuck it, I don't care if he didn't ask me to be on the show, I'm being on the show. Um, that means a lot to me because um, I always tell that story that we couldn't buy against our first season and we couldn't get nobody to come on the show and niggas was like, I ain't fucking with you niggas. Uh, what the shit ain't it? Um, and now? But now it is. You know, now we've become something viable. The shit. Um, not because of anything we say on here or anything we do. It's more because of the guests um, that are gracious enough to give their time. It's more because of the uh, people who watch, the people who share, the people who support uh, what we do. It's because of you guys. Uh, we can sit here for two hours and talk shit and, and it might not mean a thing um, until people start sharing or people start liking or people get engaged. And that's what um, it's all about. So I want everybody to join us in two weeks. Well, actually every week, but um, two weeks, especially as we celebrate two years of this show being Birth, birth, they did it. Um, July twenty sixth of summer twenty twenty is when the first show ever aired, and it was rough. I had my thing was like me on the background, but I want to thank you guys for stopping by. Thank you guys for watching. Thank our guests. Uh, thanks to Chris. Thanks to everybody who supports. Man, we appreciate y'all. Nothing but love. Remember, next year we are. Getting together. I'll throw a good old-fashioned party. Um, until next time, in between time and meantime, till next week, we're going to keep it with a little society. Uh, we're going to leave y'all with You've been listening to What the Shit, a product of Black Legacy Productions and WMIC Media.